On the Empire Podcast today, we're in Comic-Con, bringing you the full skinny and everything we've seen at the world's biggest geek convention, from Dread to Sneak Peeks to Lone Ranger, All the Great and Powerful, The Expendables 2, and more. Oh, and we talked to the great Jackie Chan, you really can't say fairly than that. Borag Thung, Earthlets, or more simply, hello pod, I'm Chris Hewitt, and you're welcome to this incredibly exciting Comic-Con edition of the Empire Podcast, recorded in Empire's hotel room in the heart of Ron Burgundy's hometown, San Diego. Hence, the sound quality. Yes, it is sketchily normal, if you can believe that. And we're editing this ourselves, so please give us some leeway. Uh, I'm joined at the con not by James Dyer, who pulled out at the last minute due to illness, but by a man who's met Jackie Chan so much, he's now part of the Chantourage. It's Nick DeSimlin. How are you? Hi, Chris. I'm very well, thank you. Excellent, excellent. Uh, has the uh, you enjoying doing this in the hotel room? Uh, yeah, it's it's intimate. It's enjoyable. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about no clothes. I'm sorry about that. But <laughs> I have a rule when I'm in a hotel room. I don't room. want to say anything. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, and uh, making his podcast debut is uh, our West Coast editor, Brackets Online. That's That's correct, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is, Chris. Yeah, excellent. Uh, and your real name is James White, but we call you for reasons I'm not going to go into. Jaime Blanco. Anyway, welcome, James. Thank you very much, Chris, and hello, world. <laughs> uh, and now, because this is a Comic Con special, uh, we're aiming for three daily episodes, but please don't hold us to that. We're going to deviate from the norm. There's no reviews of this week's movies. There's no competitions. There's no uh, readers' letters or emails or twitters. Twitters. Uh, there's just discussion of what we've seen at the con so far. So, James, you were firmly ensconced in Hall H, which is the the big hall at the uh, San Diego Convention Center. It holds 6,500 people and some of the world's biggest stars. And you were there all day today. Um, what did you say? Uh, I was indeed, yes. Uh, I started with the Twilight panel, which, as you can understand, left me with some hearing deficiency because the screaming coming when the Arpats, the K-Stew, the T-Lort, and the rest of the Twilight crew turn up, the volume is frankly deafening. It really is just just huge. Was it, was it uh, screaming tinged with tears? This then, year, because it's, it's a farewell to Twilight, isn't it? It, it is. It's, it's very much the farewell tour this time. They're sort of taking their big last bow, and, and they brought some footage from uh, Breaking Dawn Part 2. Oh, my God. Uh, was this sort of Taylor Lautner imprinting on a two-year-old baby or something? What, 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 what exactly? What was the footage this time around? Uh, fortunately, not that. It was, in fact, uh, sort of a superhero origin scene. Uh, you know the scene in every, every single superhero movie where they discover they've got powers, like Spider-Man and Astro Boy, everything like that. Uh, and it's, it's basically Bella waking up, uh-huh. and uh, she's the vampire. And okay. now she can do amazing things. She can run really, really quickly. She no. can jump really far. And she can hunt Bambi. Yes, <laughs> watch out, Bambi. Is she what happens to Bambi's mum? Is this, is this retcon in Bambi? <laughs> just yes. suddenly a vampire comes along. <laughs> Though it has to be said, uh, they showed the whole seven, the first seven minutes of the movie, which, which caused no end of excitement. Really? And uh, it's not actually Bambi that has to truly worry. There's, there's a mountain lion that is also hunting the deer. And no. let's just say, uh, kitty cat, Bella, Bella wins. Nick, today... Hello. Hello. Uh, what did you get up to today? What were you doing? I haven't done that much. I haven't had a chance to look around the floor yet, which is a mm-hmm. shame because I hear there is an Indiana Jones uh, well of souls with live snakes in it, which I'm really keen to see. Uh, Poisonous snakes? Sorry, venomous snakes? We sorry. can only hope. <laughs> reduce the uh, crowds a little bit. Um, yeah, no, I, I have done a couple of interviews. I interviewed Ellen Page and David Cage of Quantic Dream. Uh, for their new video game, Beyond Two Souls. Is this like you're part of your new, I'm only going to interview people whose names rhyme? Yes. 
Yes, yes okay. it is. Page and Cage together yes. at last. And how, how, how were Page and Cage? They were good. They were good. Uh, we talked a little bit about Comic-Con. Ellen Page was last here for Super, and she uh, she wandered around the floor wearing a Rorschach mask. Really? Um, and she uh, she was only in town for a flying visit. But yeah, it's good. This video game looks really good. I was on set, so to speak, in uh, it's one of these kind of mocap things where oh, okay. she's playing a character who looks very much like herself. Previously, uh, Quantic Dream made Heavy Rain, which is one of my favorite games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. And uh, it looks fantastic, this. Uh, was that it, pretty much? You, you got the whole age for a little bit, didn't you? Pretty much. I joined you guys for the Expendables 2 panel. Yeah, that was, a, that was a, I guess, the highlight of the day, wasn't it, really? Because it was the first time. I mean, today was two massive firsts. We'll, we'll talk about uh, Jackie Chan in a, in a few minutes. But it was his first ever visit, Jackie Chan, you know, one of the world's biggest movie stars. And it was the first ever visit to Comic-Con, I think, of both Sylvester Stallone. Uh, people will correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure. But it was definitely the first visit of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, and it was it was amazing just being in Hall H. I think you guys will agree. It was a kind of like one of those hackles in the back of the neck moment when, when he walked in. There was this standing ovation, maybe not quite as suffused with love as the standing ovation for Harrison Ford uh, a couple of years ago for Cowboys and Aliens, but pretty damn close, I would say. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not every uh, person that comes to Comic-Con that gets their own montage to introduce them. <laughs> I mean, they were that's a, that's a new well. thing. There was an unexpected amount of clips from Eraser, I thought. Which is <laughs> mostly because of the rail guns, but they, they, they showed like 20% of it was from Eraser. I think, they, I think it showed 20% of the film. Uh, uh, Eraser. And sadly nothing from uh, Jingle All the Way. I know. Man. They should have just showed the Swede Mason. Uh, <laughs> they should have just shown that in full. That would have been an amazing way for him to answer. Do you think? Do you think uh, a razor was in there because they basically just cut it from Arnold's DVD collection? <laughs> you know, the movies he carries around with him. Uh, yeah, they had they had some clips from True Lies that looked like they were ripped from a VHS. So <laughs> you may be right, but they were great. It was great. It was they really hyped him up, and uh, they yeah. were they were very funny. Stallone and Schwarzenegger on stage. Yeah, they were great. They Good were banter. busting each other's balls, and uh, and Arnold at, at one point started just. Quoting lines from his films, it was amazing. He did the uh, "Crush Your Enemies" scene just before you, <laughs> and hear the lamentations of the women. Then he went, "What he said? It's not a tumor." Yeah, who's your daddy? And what who's your do? Yeah, he just started like yelling lines out. But it was it was like going he, absolutely nuts. Yeah, it was like he turned into one of those Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboards you get on the internet, where you just you know, I'm going to take requests. Is anyone anyone in here? I'll, I'll be back. I could have watched that for the rest of the weekend, to be honest. Just yeah, it was a great panel. I felt a little sorry, I have to say, for uh, Dolph Lundgren. Mm who is a really funny guy and uh, will actually be a guest on an upcoming uh, episode of the podcast at some point. Um, pre-recorded interviews already happened, but he was very, very good. And uh, he's got loads of great stories. And he kind of just sat a little bit ignored, really. He didn't ask any questions. And he, yeah. he's really smart, very funny. Really smart, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, he's, a, he's a class guy. I imagine that he was happy just to sit there and listen. You know, you've got Arnie and Sly. Yeah. You're not the Swapping story Swapping jokes. Yeah, yeah I, I think he was probably happy to sit back. But there, there were no, a few people missing from that panel that was a bit unexpected. I would have liked to have seen Van Damme there. Chuck yeah. Norris. Yeah. Bruce Willis, obviously. I think he's yeah. off shooting Die Hard in Europe. Um, and no uh, Statham. No Statham. Uh, no Jet Li. No Liam Hemsworth. It was interesting because uh, his name, every time he got, his name got mentioned Hemsworth. in the panel, there was just loads of screams from uh, presumably Hunger Games fans uh, in the corner of Hall H, which is this mammoth place if you've never been. It is absolutely enormous, like the size of several football pitches uh, stuck together. But it was a, it was a very fun panel, uh, one of the most entertaining panels I've seen because Stallone and Schwarzenegger were just on fire uh, right from the off. And Schwarzenegger is just, there's, there seems to be something about him since he came back to acting in show business. He just seems so 
relaxed and open and ready to engage with his fans and he's constantly tweeting stuff and he's constantly you know just being talking about what he's doing and the projects he's doing and very relaxed about his his career and at one point he said uh, people are worried that uh, you know I've been away from acting for eight years but if you listen to the critics they'll say I was never in acting in the first place you know so he's <laughs> he's very very much aware of his uh, his reputation I, it was great to see him I've never been in the same room as Arnie and it was, mm-hmm. a, it was a big moment for me to be 300 feet away from him mm-hmm which I think is the minimum distance required by law. <laughs> but yeah, hey, and what do you think of the um, Expendables footage? Because Sly brought one scene. What do we think of that? It was a scene in which... Now, that, was that happening in an airport? It looked like an airport. It reminded me of the, that level, I don't know if you've played it, of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, that, that infamous uh, airport massacre level. Uh, yeah. uh, so Jean-Claude Van Damme was running away. Yeah, it opens with, with Van Damme, who's yeah. playing the villain, who is named Jean Valan. <laughs> is that correct? <laughs> it's correct. Something it's, like this. So his name is Phil, but with one L. with a bunch of badasses, uh, bad yeah. guys who were dressed in trench coats, and some of whom are rocking villainous moustaches. And uh, so, and then they see three silhouettes behind plastic. Yeah. And it's uh, it's Willis Stallone and Schwarzenegger with huge guns. Yeah. And then yeah. all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Why? Did you get the sense that this was, this was like near the end of the film? Did you get a sense of that? Yeah. It, it, it sure, seemed like surely. we were. It seemed like we were heading towards a personal showdown. <laughs> uh, you know, and it, it was fine. It was very hard to get a sense of because I think there was it was a truncated scene. Uh, it was very hard to get a sense of the action. It was quite choppy, but you know, it was uh, it was just fun to see those guys together on the big screen because they had that one scene in The Expendables, which was you know not that great uh, where you know Arnie walks in and the dialogue is quite stilted and well, quite forced and manufactured and Nick you, you, do you think, want to, do you want to yeah. share the dialogue from this scene well let's share the dialogue from this scene uh, basically what happens is so Stallone uh, Schwarzenegger and uh, Willis are taking the battle to Jean-Claude Van Damme while upstairs uh, uh, Terry Crews Randy Couture Lundgren and who else Chuck was Norris there? don't forget Chuck Norris and Chuck Norris yeah who appears soundtrack to the good the bad and ugly theme <laughs> Did anyone else get that? Did it anyone was, else yeah, hear yeah, that? Yeah, that but, it sounded, but it sounded like a weird sort of Casio piano digital <laughs> version of it. It sounded like they couldn't get the actual music from the Good About the Ugly, so they had got but some kind of ringtone for it. If you're going for yeah. something that absurd, you should have Chuck Norris playing that himself. You know, when he, whenever he yeah. shoots that guy, you should have him just, on the harmonica. He should go, it's incredible. Um, I, I'm excited yeah. about that because I thought that I was on the understanding that Norris is only in one scene out in the desert, but it seems that he's going to pop up I, I randomly say- throughout the movie, just pop up out of different hatches <laughs> and shoot people and then, and then disappear again, <laughs> I, which I'm all for. That'd that be, should happen in uh, every film. That would be absolutely amazing. I would so, love so, so anyway, so explain this dialogue. Okay, so the dialogue is so, they, so um, the guys are upstairs taking care of random henchmen, and uh, so downstairs, uh, Van Damme runs away. And Stallone, you know, goes after him on his own rather than bringing loads of backup. You know, it's an action movie. You, 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 you excuse that sort of stuff. And then Schwarzenegger and Willis are pinned down by someone. And then Schwarzenegger goes, because <laughs> he's Schwarzenegger, he goes, I'll be back. <laughs> and then Willis says, you've been back enough times. I'll be back. And then he goes away. And then Schwarzenegger stands up and starts spraying bullets and goes, yippee ki <laughs> Okay, so is Schwarzenegger aware of an actor called Bruce Willis who has a catchphrase? Is Schwarzenegger's character? Maybe it's like an Ocean's Thirteen type. Yeah, thing, where they're going to meet the real versions themselves. So Willis is Willis is Church, isn't he? Yes. So <laughs> is Church aware of an actor called Arnold Schwarzenegger who has a catchphrase called "I'll be" catchphrase "I'll be back"? And is Schwarzenegger aware of an actor called Bruce Willis 
whose catchphrase is Yippee Kaye, and are they aware that they are identical? <laughs> they're maybe in the universe of Expendables 2, <laughs> Bruce Willis was in Terminator. Maybe he was. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was maybe. in Die Hard. What I, what I really want to know is, does this mean the Expendables technically takes place in the same universe as Demolition Man, where there's all sorts of uh, you know, crossovers between Stallone and Schwarzenegger and little references between each other. It could just be one huge meta reference they've been planning for 20 years. People are going to be studying The Expendables 2. Yeah. Feasters on it. This could Literally. be the, the ultimate meta text on the, on the action movie. Uh, hopefully intentionally. Um, interesting enough, though, you were talking about people who weren't in the panel. And my focus uh, was on people who weren't in this scene in The Expendables 2. Now, one of the things about The Expendables was that none of them were actually expendable. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone survived. Even, you know, Randy Couture survived. And it's like, come on, I don't even know who that is. Kill him. <laughs> um, I know there are people listening to the States who go, what? Come on, man, Randy Couture is like the ultimate, like, you know, MMA guy, man. But it's just... Well, Stallone you know, was saying in the panel that he thought Randy Couture was the hardest, toughest out of all of them. He, he did. And he, if you'd notice, he'd put Schwarzenegger between himself, Schwarzenegger and Terry <laughs> Crews between himself and Randy kind of Couture. Buffer. Yeah, absolutely. He's, <laughs> just, he's running scared. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was interesting, but, but people who weren't in that scene, Liam Hemsworth, Jet Li, and, interestingly, the Stath. Mm. Now, do we think that they just weren't in that scene? Or do we think that maybe, this time around, the Expendables are actually Expendable? And is there like a big major death that galvanizes mm. you know, the, the, the troops into, into taking revenge? Because there did seem to be some sort of, you know, some sort of bad blood between Stallone and Van Damme. Clearly, There's you don't care. To, no, I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm you're stunned into silence. It. Yeah, I just I can't believe that they would do that. Yeah, Lee Christmas. You can't kill Lee Christmas. <laughs> if they if they do do that though, you can imagine them doing it because they can then set up Van Damme going. It's not going to be a happy Christmas. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> they say Christmas only dies once a year. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the first Expendables, but uh, Simon West, the guy who directed Con Air, is on board. For that is one. So. That is what I'm hanging on to. Yeah, I love Con Air, and that's hope that uh, the the humor that was in Con Air was was put there intentionally. Yeah, and uh, he, you know, it'll be the, the same with this movie. Uh, so that the Expendables is out on August 17th, and as I said, Dolph Lundgren will be a guest on a forthcoming edition, and is well worth a listen when that happens. Now, uh, there were some other things before we get on to the, the interview part of this uh, podcast. There were some other things that happened today in Hall H I think we should probably touch on. There was a, a very intriguing Disney panel, James. Uh, there was, yeah. Uh, Disney brought three big movies. Well, uh, there was a surprise, but the main three big movies they brought were uh, Tim Burton's Frankenweenie, mm-hmm. and they had the man himself out to uh, introduce that and try not to look terrified by 6,000 people screaming joyously at I him. I thought it was great. He did. He was actually really relaxed. Uh, he, yeah. was, he was bright. He was chirpy. He was making jokes. There was a fantastic moment where someone who I believe was dressed as the Mad Hatter. There were lots of people dressed as Mad Hatter. There were many Mad Hatters. There were a couple of corpse brides. And and he did actually make a little funny reference saying it felt like his family had come to Comic-Con. I love Comic-Con because the people who ask questions in the Q&As just have no filter whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And they just ask stuff that just pops into their head. uh, And they don't care. Really, if it offends the person on stage, it doesn't matter if he's famous or put in a pedestal, or whatever. There's no such thing here at Comic Con. The first question to Tim Burton was, 
Yeah, man. Why? Yo, why do you always work with Johnny Depp? You should, aren't you tired of that? <laughs> and, and Burton didn't know what to do. That was the one question that he kind of dodged and looked a bit uncomfortable with. You know, it was similar with uh, Stallone when Stallone got asked to explain the free seashells from Demolition. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And he, he sort of mentioned mumbled something about chopsticks and then changed the subject. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, li- literally anything could get asked. Yeah, the, pin- the pinnacle for me of this uh, was a few years ago when Mark Stephen Johnson was. Uh, here with uh, Ghost Rider, the very first look at Ghost Rider. And uh, there was an audience Q&A afterwards, and one of the questions was, this guy just walks up to the microphone really bold as you like, and goes, I got a question for Mark Steven Johnson. Yeah, okay. He's like, dude, Daredevil, what the fuck? <laughs> that was his question. <laughs> Mark, and Mark Stephen Johnson was just kind of like, the audience erupted with laughter, and Mark Stephen Johnson was just like, yeah, 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 yeah he, he, exactly. That was his like, you got a point. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, <laughs> yeah, I got, you know, I got screwed by the studio, so, and so, forth, so on and so forth. But it was just, I could not believe that people would ask that. It was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, back to the footage. Frank and Winnie looked good. Yeah, Frank and Winnie looks great. They they sort of introduced it in a very sort of 50s way, you know, very uh, Vincent Price style narration, kind of like a 50s B-movie horror trailer almost, and it, it really made it look good. The black and white looks beautiful. The stop motion is lovely. All the, all the typical Tim Burton weirdness that you'd want in it is absolutely present and correct and used in a really funny, interesting way. Yeah, it looks, it looks really good, frankly. Mm. Yeah, no, I thought it was fantastic. It was a great scene with Martin Landau as a scary science teacher who gives a lecture on lightning. It just gets more and more frightening uh, for the kids, but funny for the audience. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. And uh, then that was followed by uh, the first look at All is the Great and Powerful, which is uh, Sam Raimi's Wizard of Oz prequel. Now it takes some stones to make a prequel to Wizard of Oz, uh, but uh, it looks good. I thought it looks good. It, it does. It does. It's, it's kind of interesting because they've had to use more of the book because they don't have the um, they don't have the rights to anything that cropped up in the movie, so they've got to draw an awful lot more from the book. There's still an awful lot of good stuff to come from there, but it does mean you know they can't use the Cowardly Lion, the Tin Man, that kind of stuff, the iconic uh, Wizard of Oz movie stuff. But the nice little touch I thought about this is, and as people will see in the trailer, uh, it starts out in black and white and then moves into sort of bright, shiny Technicolor when uh, James Franco's uh, Oz arrives in Oz. So yeah. it's it's a really it's a really neat little trick, a little throwback to the movie without having to worry about rights issues and that sort of stuff. Okay, well you know that we like to bring you exclusive interviews here on the Empire Podcast, and that tradition hasn't withered and died just because we're stuck here in a whale's vagina. Earlier on today, Nick and I went along and chatted to Jackie Chan, who held sway earlier on in Hall H with his new movie Chinese Zodiac. We talked to him about that, and as usual, oh, so much more. So, uh, Jackie, quiet. <laughs> Rolling, ding, ding, and five, four, three, two, one, action. <clears throat> uh, we're delighted to be joined at Comic-Con by Jackie Chan. Jackie, this is your uh, first yes, Comic-Con. Yes, first time. How was it? And I heard about that. I never come here. And everybody, they say, there are millions, millions of people. It's so exciting. It's unbelievable. And the, the, the audience dress like all kinds of things. And first time, the first day get here, on the road, I'm taking all the pictures. Wow, there's so many young kids. Oh, it yeah. makes me so young. <laughs> it makes me so young. I'm glad I'm I'm here, and I can share my my trailer for to all the audience. Yeah, yeah. really, I I want to get close to them, and know. I want I want to know what they think about me. Mm. You know, 
like like the panel and the the uh, Q and A. Well, there was a, a lot of love in that room yes, for you. Yes. I mean, it was like you know, standing ovation. People were yes. were, were cheering your every move. Was, yes, thank was, you. you know. Really, thank you all those years they support me. Yeah. So this why makes me continue continue to risk my life to make movie for them. <laughs> <laughs> poor me, really, really poor me. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And when I'm making a twelve zodiac, I'm thinking what kind of new things, new movement to show to audience. Yeah. None, really. I'm I'm not like a Jim Cramlin spend like a fifty hundred million, mm-hmm. uh, what half billion to 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 create a new machine True. to make a avatar. I can okay. Just back to original Jackie Chan movie. You are the special effect. <clears throat> I'm the special effect, and you can see from the outtake. You know, I'm really hurting myself. And after the the day I get hurt, I go back to my my room sleeping. Yeah, I've been thinking. Geez, I'm happy today. I'm no, I'm lucky today. What happened? Just move a two inch. I might broke my back. Then I said I don't want to risk my whole life to sit in the wheelchair. Yeah. And do I really that lucky every time? Like Yugoslavia, I almost die. Absolutely. And I said I I gotta be careful. Okay, no matter how, I risk my another one month. The last. Last scene. Yeah. So in in the volcano, I'm rolling on a volcano. I'm filming in a volcano, and Lafia to flying. And a lot of people says, Jackie, why are you doing this? You green screen with a wire, big fan. It's mm. same. It's same thing. Yeah. I said it's not the same thing. Yeah. I said you cannot make these kind of things. I'm. We are not Hollywood. We don't have this kind of budget yeah. and special effect. We Jackie special effect. So I make four minute film. I make one and a half month, two days one shot, one days one shot. God, yeah. It was an interesting day in Hall H because the Chinese Zodiac panel was followed by the Expendables. So you had Stallone and Schwarzenegger yes. coming in after you. Did you have a chance to talk to them? Yes, yes, yes. You know, suppose I was in Expendable. Okay. Yes, yeah, Stallone invited me. I said. Oh God! I was making a twelve zodiac. I cannot go nowhere to go. I'm the <clears throat> ambassador. I'm the director. I'm the writer. I'm the star- everything. So I'm say sorry. I can I cannot go. Yeah. I cannot come. I know they're so all old friend together. Everybody. It's a fun movie. You know. It's not about. I think it's not. Uh, it's about not about money. It's about join. Yeah. Everybody join it together. It's fun. But I say I can. So I just see him in the green room. Say hello. Say sorry. I said no, no, no. We we gotta do expanded to three. I said okay, okay. I'm waiting. <laughs> call me, call me. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that'd be great. And how about Arnie? Obviously, you. Yes, I know together, him. Right? Yeah, I'm filmed together for the charity. And every time when he in Asia, Beijing, give me a call, and we we're old friend. Yes, I'm glad he no more governor. Now we can get close. Otherwise. <laughs> He's so busy. Well, of course, you got him in uh, around the world many days. Yes, yes, so, yes, yes. So uh, we, we'd like to see more of that. We'd like to see more of you guys on screen I, together. Were you uh, in a bathtub together? In that movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I really want to make a movie of really, really make a movie of Arno and, and Stallone, just three of us. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. And uh, Comic Con is uh, you know largely about comic book movies and superheroes. Do you identify with this scene? Do you are you a big fan of Superman or Spider Man or superhero? I I think my my age 
Yeah, I watch a lot of Superman cartoon, yeah. even the TV series. You know, I just crazy about Superman, and also Popeye, mm. and the Woodpecker. Woodpecker, <laughs> Woody Woodpecker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woody Woodpecker, Pepe, Pepe, So did you eat? You like Popeye? So did you I eat, like Popeye? Did you eat spinach <laughs> to try and get stronger? When I was young, I, I want to be a Popeye because Popeye you can you can help people. Even Superman, yeah, yeah. you can flying around helping people. Absolutely. Especially for the last ten years when the tsunami going on, mm. I was on the uh, Indonesia helping people. I was a Sichuan big earthquake in China. I was on the location. I just, God, if I'm the Superman, how good I am! Mm. I can save so many lives, helping so many. But I just useless at that time. I I wish there's really Superman in the world, mm. but we don't have it. No. Yeah. We've had a lot of readers in England asking when you're gonna you're gonna come back, and I've heard a rumor you're gonna come for the Olympics. Twenty fifth. The twenty fifth. Yeah, <laughs> for the Olympic Open. Yeah. Yeah. I lately last. Ten days, I create a song. It's called "Beijing Blessing You." Wow! You know the the song four years ago, uh -huh. uh, Beijing. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Chu Ni. That amazing opening sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beijing, Chu Ni, Beijing, welcome you. Yeah. Beijing, welcome you. The song we're about sixty, seventy singer, super singer in Asia to sing the song. Beijing, welcome everybody. Yeah, all the uh, Athlete around the world, but now Beijing blessing you is we blessing London. Oh, giving giving us the giving good luck. London. Yeah. Okay. So for the last ten days, I've been Taiwan, Hong Kong, Beijing, the whole day. The all the actor, uh, singer come in two song, go two song <laughs> go. Uh, you you I think you should you should in the internet you go to see a they check check the way you think here, yeah, and. Twenty fifth, I with a mayor, uh -huh. uh, Beijing mayor, mayor, yes, uh, the vice chairman of uh, Olympic. Uh, we bring the video to London uh, to when the opening. We we share with the whole world. Oh wow! As uh, we cheering with all the athletes around the world, and we and mm, just announce the peace. Uh, harmony and green, everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, phenomenal! So, so you're quite an athletic guy, Jackie, and you you have been for many years. So, did athletics ever appeal to you? Were you a, a runner or a hurdler? Or I think if I'm not a filmmaker, mm -hmm. I'm not Jackie Chan. Mm -hmm. I probably one of the gymnastic champion, um, at least five or six medal in the one time. <laughs> <laughs> Because you like you like to jump. I mean, I like you, I like yeah, I I think I'm the I'm the father of the jump. You know, <laughs> not the normal no, jump, you know, on yeah. the you know, ka -ka, ka -ka. Yeah, yeah. And now there's so many cool cool what cool jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that called? A uh, parkour. Huh? The, the parkour. Parkour. Yeah. Yeah. Now, phew. yeah. I think gymnastic. I like gymnastic. Cool. You know. Yeah. Yeah, the old day you can see in the movie. I, I do so many gymnastics. Yeah. And is it true that as a baby you were nicknamed Cannonball? Yes. You used to roll around. Yeah. So much? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Cannonball. My. Uh, that should be an Olympic event. <laughs> yeah. My my nickname is called Cannonball because I'm too big, I'm very big. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you have a nickname now? What do people call you now? Now, Dago, Big Brother. Oh, okay. 
It's yeah. yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I just want to talk about the uh, the action scenes in the movie. We saw the trailer for Chinese Zodiac, and it's this great fight sequence between you and a guy on a yes. on a sofa. Yes. How difficult is it for you to keep fight scenes fresh and keep coming up with new stuff? See, fighting you can tell. I believe you know so many action film. Everybody just fight, fight, fight. Ten movie fight in the restaurant. You can see everything. You know, even the stunt coordinator run out the idea. Yeah. Okay, if I fight here, chair, table, window. What else? Nothing. Mic- well, at least microphones. Yeah, yeah. microphones. <laughs> so I, I suddenly think about idea. He said, I can kick you without leaving this sofa. Yeah. So we fight the whole thing in the sofa. That makes different. And also healthy gentlemen. Yeah. You can tell from the movie, it's gentleman fight and comedy and I right now I use a lot of things around me to doing action sequence like the French guy and I just see him then I bring him in the movie and introduce to the world and skydiving fight on the street I mean, a fight on the sky turning kick punch a lot of people just no I'm dying with all the fighting wow okay yeah. mm-hmm. you said in there that this was your last big action film so I still do action film not yeah. retiring I okay. still I still do action film just American action film because in making American action film and the director and also the insurance yeah. and the studio will take care of me okay and they will protect me and also American special effect technology computer graphics so good you know oh, yeah. they can use my action put your face mean then you're becoming you. <laughs> Nobody would pay to see that yeah. film. <laughs> With my face and no, no, no. Okay. Wouldn't, it wouldn't work. And if I, I'm making my own film, yeah. nobody care, my, care about me. I don't care about myself. I just risk my life. I, I like to do a lot of things. Mm. Nobody can control me. So I'm so used to get hurt. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Control is interesting because if you make an American movie, how much control do you have? I I know much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so because you, the the studio, director, producer, insurance company, they control me. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever I do, they will watch. What are you doing? I said after from here, jump down here. Okay, but wait, they have to check everything. I I I, I remember the rush hour when I do do the location scout, and uh, Brett Ratner asked me how you get 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 there. I said easy. I can jump to the tree to the window. How? <laughs> Location scout. I said, how? Look. Boom, boom, boom. I just go there. Wow, Jackie, that's cool. Yeah. Second day. Bring the cameraman, uh, stunt coordinator, uh, uh, some other people. Yeah. Look, look, look. Jackie, show them. Then I go, boom, 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 boom. Wow, so good. You know the actual day when, when we're filming? Yeah. You know it takes how long? Almost four hours. Wow. To take that shot. Why? They have to put all the safety oh, yeah, apple yeah. box with a safety net. Yeah. And they have to put the wire over the building to make sure the you know the the roof will have a drain oh, for yes, the water. Yeah. The gutter, yeah. Yeah. To cut the gutter get I said I've been two days, I've been jumping two days for nothing. <laughs> but now the actual day filming, they spend a lot of money for hour. To, to protect yeah. I just but I said no I don't need it no 
you cannot do that. I said, I don't need that. Two days ago, I would have do this because two days ago, I wasn't there. <laughs> How dare you do this without my knowing? And they send the uh, they send the insurance guy, you know. They, so so it's a it's a good things. Yeah, it's a good things to uh, makes me continue to make action movie. Yeah, I see there are so many stunt guy or uh, actor get killed or get get hurt because just doing his things. Mm. Yeah, sometimes I'm too wild. I'm I'm not listened to. I need somebody to control me. You need to calm down a bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have one last uh, question. Um, you mentioned in Cannes and also today that Robert De Niro is a real acting hero of yours. Yeah. Which is intriguing. Do you have a favorite Robert De Niro film? Wow, that's like wow, too many. <laughs> Taxi Driver and Kong uh, 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 the boxing. Oh, Raging Bull. Right. We're getting book. fat, getting yeah, skin. Yeah, yeah. we're going with different yeah. title. Yeah. And the comedy one. Oh, the uh, the king of comedy. Is that the one? No, the comedy. The father. What? Oh, meet the, the parents. Uh, meet the meet the parents. Meet okay. the parents. Yeah. And also, he's the mafia. Oh with, yeah. Uh, Analyze this. Yeah, with yeah. The, the, the 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 guy. Billy Crystal. Yeah, uh, yeah, Billy yeah. Crystal. Yeah. yeah. See, and also there's a. Uh, he wearing a hat with a non non yeah, yeah. like a horror horror movie. He oh, can the, um, Angel Heart and Midnight Run. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Midnight yeah. Run, so, so many you can <laughs> you can see before. Okay, Midnight Run. Later on, booze. Later on, comedy. That's what I want. All kind of things like Duxing Hoffman. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Not bad. Some sometime like action star, just one kind. You want to change? Nobody see it. Poor things. So this why this couple of years, rush hour, rush hour. Suddenly I said, I really thank you, you know, Will Smith. He have the guts. Oh yeah. To invite me to do a karate kick without action. And Jackie, you you play old. You hunch your back, walk slow, and master. <sighs> I was shaking. A lot of people said, "Don't do that. Don't do that." I said, "No." I wanted through this movie introduce introduce to the audience. I'm the actor. Absolutely. I'm not the action star. That's I'm sing- the actor who can fight. Yeah. And singing singer. Yeah. Well, the the, the scene where you were uh, in the car crying about your dead yes. wife. I don't think I don't think uh, American and English audiences had seen you yeah, that vulnerable. Never. I don't think yeah. they'd seen you in, the, in that way. Yeah. I mean, actually, I'm a pretty good actor. <laughs> <laughs> you are indeed, sir. And it's been a pleasure, Jackie. As yeah, always. Yes. Thanks very yes. much.